I'm too good white. vibe on the set. Yeah, of course. No, absolutely. Congratulations. We'll keep everybody abreast uh -huh. of the situation. And Tid it. Uh, Here's what you missed last week, nerds. Yeah, what are your guys' policies of George Washington cake? Does anyone know what George Washington cake is? No. Is no it like shepherd's pie? Uh, oh, shepherd's pie, shepherd's pie. <laughs> What's George Washington cake? Yeah, George Washington. the best cake that exists. All right, George Washington because As far cake, as I'm it's... concerned, no one has been better than George Washington. Bob, no. I know you You're... like Truman, but how many You're... trick plays did Truman play during what war? Didn't Billy Joel mispronounce Truman and we just took the fire? Does he say Harry Truman Doris Day? Does he say Truman? Washington oh, ran like four Philly specials during the Revolutionary War. Now, now look, right now you're listening to a quality program. Tweet us at the podcast, let the underscore podcast. I'm curious to get your dick on it. Tell us to shut the fuck up. John, 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 John. That. Oh my that. gosh. Great. I admire, I admire your garlic sauce. Tweet us. Snap. No. Two people doing this podcast invented it. Oh my gosh. Wait, it's in the podcast. Oh my gosh. It is like fucking bondercy. Oh my gosh. Shut the fuck up. Hey. I want to know. Ladies and gentlemen, live going. <laughs> Sister Linda Dean Studios, and the question that the world is all pondering is, and what they're wondering is, Sister Linda Jean wants to know, will you ever stop dubbing tapes? Oh my gosh. Because it's illegal. Welcome to the softest opening of the podcast. Nerd 35 ever, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe that's Sister Jean, you know, Loyola of Chicago. I can't believe I her name is Sister Jean. That's, like, all I, that's all I see is in my, my lexicon is when I see Sister Jean of Chicago. I was like, Sister Jean, flutophones, what are we doing? She's evil. Nobody get on her side. No one should like her. She's pure evil. Oh, wait, and that's not the evil nun from St. Jude. And where did where did where do they go after their tenure at St. Jude? They like disappear into the wind. That that first of all, that should be public record because agreed. Out of nowhere, nuns will just disappear. Do they quit yeah. the nunnery after dealing nun with students like us? <laughs> the nunnery is that a thing? If that's <laughs> a real thing, no, I the convent. But I, I hope the nunnery is you know the armed nunnery. I think there's like an armed nunnery too, where like they protect like Catholic documents. Like there's like you know like you know how you see like the National Guard bases with like an old tank out front. I think there's like an armed nunnery, the faith. you know, with like with like a medieval cannon out front or something. It's you, uh, you know in uh, in the timeline of Game of Thrones, like before the story starts, uh, right. like 300 years prior, the faith militant used to basically rule the world until the dragons showed up. That's kind of how it was in real life. The church held exponentially oh, greater power over like the world. They were like in charge. They were like the theocratical rulers. So oh my gosh. Like, I mean, with the money the they have. Blaze up. Hey, everybody in Paperbox likes to smoke every day. Because they're going to say, let's go to Monday. 
When you get hungry, you get the munchies from smoking ganja. <laughs> the munchies. God, you could really re... You could redo oh, that yeah. song in like two minutes. I, I can't find the remote control, so we're watching Brady Bunch. Hey, it's the fifth episode that was on. I don't like this show. Hey. I looked away for two seconds. Now it's Golden Girls. Hey. Do you remember the the Warren G, Warren G song? Um, it's like throwing a party in here with the game. It was like 2012, but it was like I guess it was after. Um, Nate Dog died, but they put like an old sample over there. And it's like a good song and all, but you can tell it's just like the an game old clip. And Nate Dog, game Nate Dog and Warren G. They did the song, and Warren G's like a pretty good rapper in the song, but you can tell they were kind of like forcing it. It was called like "We're Gonna Throw a Party" or something. Like yeah. it wasn't very gangster rapish for 2012. It was like about to pop a party in here or something. You're so close with all the different guesses at the title, and it's funny because. I know, I know. It's like not right, a over, very, right around the right around the deck. It's not a it's not a very gangster title, but it's still incorrect grammar. The title is Dick Party me. We Will Throw Now. Right, yeah, Party We Will Throw Now. God. It's like Yo Yoda. Yoda got yeah. wasted one night. It was like a party we will throw now. <laughs> party, party we will throw now. Party we will throw now. So it, it's like a good song. I'm gonna get a clip of it. You got a clip, John? You got a clip? You got a clip? Um, maybe we can get a clip. <laughs> no, I don't have clips. Maybe we can not what get a clip. Do. Sorry, we don't have uh, red noise. That's what I, I, I always think of, our production. Like, our production is literally zero cents. So, like, well, what yeah. if we had money to put into production? Serious, what are you waiting on? Right, what are we doing here? Hey, by the way, I watched the, uh, you've seen this, the um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Howard Stern, that one. That was a great episode. Jerry Seinfeld, by the way, is kind of a dick. I mean, that's like his thing, you know? Like, he's not a nice man, but you like him because he's Seinfeld. He can kind of get away with that. Like, if it were like... He's made being brutally honest about uncomfortable things funny. Right, right. So that's kind of his thing. Although, like, I think I watched, like, 20 episodes of that last night, man. I couldn't stop. And um, I'm I've really hooked on it. I've been really there. Hooked on. I think it's I've comfortable seen every TV. episode. Right. It's just like his show. You And then, don't you love the scenes where they, you know, the little breaker scenes where they just I show love the coffee being made? And yes. Yes. I love, and I love the idea. If it were like comedians in coffee, or if it was like comedians in coffee, that would be great. They were swimming in like a big nude vat. But if it were, if it were like comedians interviewing comedians on stage, I'd be like, yeah, it's like a talk show. I get it. But the fact that it's simplistic that it's just comedians, it's Jerry Seinfeld, and he's interviewing A-list guys like Mel Brooks and Jim Carrey. Oh, the funniest you know, of the funny in the world. It's the, it's the best, it's the cream of the crop. You know, it's not like Screech from Sailor the Bell is coming back. You're like, yeah, I'd like to see if he's alive. It, it's, it's just amazing. The Jim Carrey one was, uh, was incredible. You know, it's and that's really... It's, you gotta it's, watch that guy. It's really cool watching Seinfeld interact with these comedians that you know he's not, like, friends with but he just like knows them because they're comedians who are successful. Right. And you can see he's, he's gauging it to how he can navigate through. Like with Jim Carrey, a lot of times he's clearly like, why is this guy standing on a table in a restaurant? That's not like my thing. And Jim Carrey's just nuts. And you can so, tell, so, right. He, he does. Like you can tell he left things in cause you know, he said he sees all the editing and he, he has the final say on everything. 
Right. He left things that Jim Carrey said in, but didn't leave like his response to it because I don't think Jerry like responded to a lot of the weird fucking yes. crazy things Jim Carrey. Although I get what Jim Carrey is saying half yeah. the time. But I don't think Jerry does, and I, I think they just leave that hanging there. They let it go. I've know? noticed that. In a lot of the episodes, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll immediately cut to another – they won't let them finish the sentence because it's, like, not interesting, I guess. Like, with the Mel Brooks and uh, Carl Reiner one with at the house, which I loved. It's two old Jewish so guys great. eating sandwiches. And he's like, oh, let's get some roast beef. And they were, and they were talking about in, – back in the day, we had a producer that was doing Springtime and Hitler – and and I could listen to old Jewish guys like talk all day long. Oh I think they're great. God, I know. So so when he was talking about that, um, you could tell they cut a lot out. Where he's like, and he did this because there was so much gold, they just had to to like. There's just too much to leave in. It would have been like a three hour episode. They right. Just have to cut the gems, which is which works. And he hung he hung out with Mel Brooks and and Reitman for like a day and a half, or like an entire day. Like they had coffee together, and then yeah, he they went met to Norms at dinner. Uh, or for dinner later on at, at Mel Brooks's house. And you can just tell, even though Mel Brooks is like almost 90, maybe even over 90, that it's still there in him. Like the, oh, out, yeah. the outtakes of him dancing in the driveway, singing oh, a song. Oh, yeah. Like he's one of those guys. That he's a, he's a showman. Yeah. He's always on. And what, what I loved about that episode was when, they were, when he was with Carl Reiner at Norm's Cafe, he was Carl Reiner was saying it's his friendship with it's a it's a diner in L.A. It's a famous diner. There's like three or four of them, I think. Okay. They they were at the one in West Hollywood, and um, he was talking about Carl Reiner, how him and Mel Brooks have been friends for like 50 years, and every night Mel Brooks still goes to his house, and I was thinking of like you and I as kids, or me and Biscardi as a teenager, like every night in the summer we go over to their house and play and hang out and. To see these two old guys still doing that, watching Jeopardy and drinking, I thought that was like the coolest, like most touching thing I've ever heard uh, come out of like like a Hollywood story. Like every night they go there and they hang out, and they're like ninety five years old. I, I, it's amazing. I just I wonder if they like look up to whatever God they pray to and and just say thank you because when an old man loses his wife. It's really mm. rare that he has a friend from childhood still around. Unheard of. You know, Did he like, lose his wife, Mel Brooks? Is that what happened? I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it may be divorce. Right, but still, he, he's alone. Whatever, right. And he has this guy from childhood coming around. And these it's legends, amazing. they're legends. Like, they probably Incredible. just sit and, and they, just, they just lay back in all their influence and they just talk about it and rehash everything they did that we're still copying today. Right. You know what I mean? It's amazing. After all they've done, isn't that what you would do? Just sit around my last days gloating, bragging. 155.3 and a decimeter percent, my lord. By the grace of your map. <laughs> the uh, funny thing but about isn't... Seinfeld is, have you watched the Bill Maher episode? No, I'm saving out for that one because that's the first. Say. That's why I turned it on. Yeah. And I'm gonna watch tonight after. Uh, well, Bill Maher's off tonight. I saved that for tonight. Uh, he's on. Bill Maher takes too many days off. By the way, uh, I feel like every other week he's on vacation. He deserves it. But I was gonna save it for tonight because uh, I'm a big true. fan. Of uh, both it's of the, the best guys. one, I think. And, Is it? And Maher gives the greatest description of Jerry. Um, he's 
Jerry's Ooh. like, do you think I'm mean? Like you said earlier, you know, to start this off, Seinfeld is kind of like, yeah, like in a, you know, tolerable. It's not like he's a total asshole, but he's kind of like, he knows he's better than you. So Bill Maher says, I would never call you mean. You're just a massive iceberg of smugness. Ooh, that's so true. I know. And Jerry died laughing because he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, it's not that he's mean. What he's just is? so smug. And if smug. He's very smug. If you it's attempt to be funny and you're not, he will tell you right away. That's and like he does. Jerry's thing. It's like he's the king of comedy. And oh, fun. yeah. And, and he alludes to that when he said, uh, by the way, Alec Baldwin I'll get into as well. I loved his episode where he's like, you're a shiftless man. They just the, the two of them I could listen to all day. I love Alec Baldwin. Oh, I met amazing. Alec Baldwin one time. He was he was great. He is, is such a nice guy. Is it what he says or how he what? says it? How he says Sometimes it. He's he just so talks like he knows what he's saying, but he has no idea what he's but saying. But he but he's really just trying to convince you, like in uh, the departed it's like where a he's James just like, Spader, knock knock, you know, go so fuck bad. yourself. And he's you know, he's just <laughs> all over how the are place. we doing that? But but by taking all of the things I say and all of the things I do and putting them on TV. <laughs> Seinfeld does allude to that. He knows how good he is at comedy, right? Which I appreciate that he can rein that in. When you know the episode with uh, Howard Stern, Stern asks him, "Oh, well, that's like saying who's a better comedian, you or Jay Leno?" He's like, "That's a stupid question." You know, he kind of just tells you, "No, that's stupid. I'm I'm much better than Leno." Or the other time where it was, uh, you know, just he just alludes to it. It's good. I it thought... works. It's a great show. It's a great concept. I thought the Howard. Uh... Jerry episode should have been like a lot longer. Yes, it should have been an hour long. Because the majority of what he showed you was Stern trying to like basically do a Howard Stern interview on Jerry's yes. show. And yes. Jerry kept like bobbing. Yeah, he, he, I don't know. It was like he wasn't ready for that. But it's right cool in the coffee shop. Yeah, in the coffee shop when they get the pie, you can tell right away Stern slips into radio mode, and he's like, "No, but so, so what was it like with your father when I was there?" And he and his voice changed to yeah. the, you know what I mean? It was like, "No, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get a cup of coffee." But what was it like with your father? And it's like deeper, and you're like, "I feel like I'm listening to the Howard Stern show." Yeah, like Jerry wants him to sit down, say silly things, enjoy some coffee. Like he wants him to enjoy. Did you watch Larry David? No. Oh. I, here's what I watched. You I watched saved, Colbert. Like, all the best ones. I watched Colbert, Stern, Julia Louis Dreyfus. That one's great. I watched uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jim Carrey, Jimmy Fallon. The Reiner uh, and uh, one. Yes, there's one more. Brooks and Reiner, and then maybe that was it. Wow. So I watched wow. I watched seven, seven Bill or eight. Lamar and uh, whatever one I was just talking about. Um, Larry David. Yeah. And Michael Richards. Those three are like the top, top five. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. You I got to watch them. I'm, we're going to keep you updated. I liked the Julie Louise Dreyfus one where the girl cuts him off and he's like, we're doing a Seinfeld reunion and you're not in it. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. The best things they mess with in public when people it's are like, so walking good. up to them. So, the Louis C.K. one's unbelievable too. Oh, Louis C.K.'s on there. Yeah, he, gets all, he gets all the top, top ones. He tells a story and they animate it. The story about him and his daughters getting stuck in the boat in low tide. 
They were stuck oh, out shit. there for like seven hours. Yeah. I'm excited for that ginger. We might have passed the it's mark be on some this. Some good paprika. Uh, there is some, certainly some nutmeg megging around. Here's a clip from that song we mentioned at the beginning of the show. It's called Party We Will Throw. Orange Party We Will Throw Now. Oh, yeah, now. Not not tomorrow. Now. Wait for it. He, try, he tries to get a little lyrical here with you. This is Warren G. But he tries to get a little... Warren G. was the Ken Griffey Jr. of rap. That is so maybe the best potential. analogy. Oh my gosh. So that, much potential. You thought he was going to be the, mess, the next greatest. Than and he still made albums, but yeah, he just dream. never like did anything. Yeah. He never like evolved with the scene. Yeah, he did the, the one album that was no, good. No, he didn't evolve with the scene at all. He kind of like went in the opposite direction. Right. I remember buying his album like within the last 18 years, we'll say. You bought one in the last 18 years? I think so. I like your... Uh... So what... Uh, what cantaloupe do you have tonight for us? Do you right. have a list or a, a trivia? Remember that song, Some Cantaloupe? Some other shitty segment? Huh? During our tenure at St. Jude, there was a song called Cantaloupe Candy by Bird. us three on the radios. And you wanted to like it, but it was a little too jazzy. Us three? Right. I, I don't want to bore the listeners with clips, but I have to play this one. There was a song called Cantaloupe by Us Three that came out during the height of our gangster rap days. And it was a bunch of black guys, too. So it was, like, right in our, like, genre. But it was a little too, like... I love this song. Jazzy. The beginning. The beginning. Yeah, it was catchy as hell. And then, like, maybe the first line, and then it kind of becomes redundant. But the beginning is so great. I loved it. This is a clip from Cantaloupe. Love this tune. It's a tune you smoke weed to. Oh yeah, song where you get your jitters on at a club. It was the How Bizarre of 1993. How bizarre! You liked it, but you can't really go much far with it. It's kind that, of it. That is maybe the greatest analogy, second greatest analogy. The second, I've ever heard. Uh, second great. First one is Warren G. Was the Ken Griffey Jr. rap. The um. But it really the, is. It's a song. It's like you don't like it. You've never heard anything really. You don't listen to anything like it. But it's good. It's good. Yeah, you want to get your rocks off cantaloupe. to it. I mean, enjoy it. Let's do it in traffic. Uh, so yeah, the cantaloupe, the beets, the eggplant, and the cabbage that I have on deck tonight. Is I put together a list because I know you're a tremendous fan of lists of the most overrated songs of all time. I know, like myself, you are a music snob. You know music. John picked his own playlist by the pubes of his dick. I mean, by, by the salts of his, of his earth. My wedding. Uh, That's right. You did. The and, music is everything. And it wasn't like, well, I'm going to play what I want to play. No, you picked it, and the DJ was like, no, this is, this is good. This is like right. what we should have done. Yeah. Because you get it. They were like, we have all of this. I was like, I know you do. So it's all open to interpretation and opinion. So but here's what I think are some overrated. of the overrated. Sorry. Overrated songs of all time. Not necessarily the bands doing them, but the songs that you just keep hearing over and over that you're like, it's not that good. And uh, number one on the list oh, okay. is a song that was huge 
by Psy called Gangnam Style. And uh, I, I, I appreciate this YouTube sensation, but the fact that that was like a viral billion hit song, a little bit overrated. Really not much bite to it. You know why? For, for a dance song. It was popular. Right, it's a dance song, and guess what's back? Ecstasy. They call it Molly these days. Right. But songs that are completely repetitive over and over and over. And the lead singer oddly looks like Kim Jong-un. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's a recipe for the YouTube record, I think. It is. It yeah. won't go any higher. That was it. And he, uh, I'd rather have him doing the songs than nuking whoop, people. Whoop. Whoop, 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 but it was so whoop, like goofy. Whoop, you didn't know if it was going to be a comedy or if it was supposed to be whoop, funny. Whoop, right. Whoop, whoop, or if it was like cool, but it was both. It was just trendy to like. And it was and in you another really like. language. Yeah, I don't I don't get why it was it was so huge. I don't know. I can't even do it. <laughs> but you know, it's not, it's not English. I don't know what he's saying. Gundam style. Gundam style. Another song too is... Yeah, Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style, that's how you say it. I wish I spoofed that called Condom Style, and it was about... Oh, man, that would have been a great spoof. <laughs> Six Condom years too style. late. Whoop. Yeah. Condom Style. Uh, this song I, I actually Gundam enjoy, style. and it, I think it's bittersweet, but I feel like it gets played too much, hmm. and it could be maybe two, two octaves higher, and that's the song... Good Riddance by Green Day, otherwise known as Time of Your Life, uh, played Seinfeld finale. Right. Great song, but I feel like it's a go-to where you're like, it's not that great, but it gets way too many plays on television and uh, the radio. You Billy, hear that a lot. What's his name? Billy Joel? Billy, Billy Joel Armstrong. Right. He was on Howard, and he said that he studied um, this book about words in, in music. Or, or phrases uh, that are that are used in music, like the most. Obviously, the word "love" is the word, you, the word used the most. But if you can say "time of your life" or or have "time and life" in the chorus of a song, it's bound to be popular. Oh my gosh, is that true? Time of your life. Yeah, Weezer. Oh my gosh, uh, the lead singer of Weezer yeah. talks about that too. Yeah, river. words, words Rivers. that that people like to hear in songs. It's weird. That makes sense, though, because you think about oh. time. Mm -hmm. If I could turn back time. Oh, yeah. Time after time. Time of your life. This is the time to hold on to. <laughs> That's a great song. What is that? This yeah, is... I know. I caught the, uh, I caught, like, the this melody is... in the middle of the sentence. Uh, this is the these time. Are the days. It's Billy Joel, uh, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Time is gonna change. I've given you the best of me, and now you need the rest of me. Of me. And now you need the breasts of me. But I think at this stage, that song now it's about twenty years old is just yeah, a little bit. I can Still a good song. Kind of see its genericity. Yes, the the uh, the the detriosis. But it was a, Genesis. a turning point for Green Day, by the way. They did that song, and then they did, um, yeah, American Idiot, and they kind of changed. They became political and more in tune. Broken dreams. They, broken they had dreams. songs with more. Next song on the list 
Smells like Teen Spirit. Hugely popular at the time. Really, really doesn't hold up. Um, right? So. Nirvana as a band home. I mean, good. Movement-wise. Historical. Change the game. Um, I but you, think I agree with you, however. I didn't start getting into Nirvana until after college. So right. I, I was like, oh, shit. Wow, they really were good. Uh, but at the time, I wanted to hate them because they were everything I hated about music. They were cheesy. Um, right. But they were still good artists. Uh, That's true. So I've heard Great songs like Teen Spirit recently, and I'm like, okay, I get it. At the time, it was revolutionary, but I'm kind of tired of it. Then I listened to the thousand-person band sing that song. Oh, it sounds like Ghosts. It's unbelievable. It is good. It gives me goose, yeah. goose nips. I like a lot of these songs, too. I just think they're overrated also for... Nips. I think Nirvana had better songs. Yeah, the library yeah, that, library nips. That's my point. I don't think that's even close to being their best song. I think it's just their song right. that had the impact. It had the thrust of a generation. Next on the list is one that's a bit, uh, bit of, a, of a dark horse in the entry. I like Dick of but Fire. I think Mustang Sally, which gets played at every wedding, except yours because you're you were the mastermind. Is just such an overrated Aha. song. Mustang Sally. Ride, Sally, ride. All you, you want to do is ride around Sally. It's, it's, it's... Mustang down. No, no. There used to be this girl. It's like a car commercial. This Right. <laughs> it sounds like a commercial, like... Get the new Chevy Equinox now for two ninety nine down and zero percent financing only at your local authorized dealer. Some restrictions may apply. Ride, Sally, ride. It's like a rocket. Oh yeah, Chevy. The Bob Seger that killed him. There was no credibility after that. It was like Metallica after Napster. Yeah, you're not hard. You're not rocking hard after that. You're just a corporate that that so. Yeah. I think that uh, okay so the, uh, at the Skyline Tavern shop on Pennsylvania oh yes yes uh, stand when I came back from Penn State and lived in Shalfon for a couple months uh, we would go to the Skyline every single Friday oh there good was, good idea thanks for inviting me there was the <laughs> I, I, I would have liked already. to be there I would have liked I would have liked to be there there was I mean the wings are good are they Sorry. oh yeah Sorry. their wings are good my apologies. I did. That's fine. That's fine. Nine thirty, nine thirteen p.m. Oh, oh no! Oh shit! I've been I've Man, been keeping I track I of all start. of them. I, I I gotta pay the piper. We should. You know what we should do? What? We should donate this money to a charity. Ooh. So it's like gets press, but like we're also not. Year. Yeah, end of year. We we <laughs> donate the funds. The, the fines to charity of 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 the other person's choice of the least fines choice. Everybody else picks the charity. So I'll be damned if Biscardi's not fi- paying like Greenpeace or something that he hates, and I'm donating to like, you know, snakes. I'm donating to the NRA or something because Biscardi's oh. like, that's what you're doing. Oh. Um, I would I wouldn't do that. So okay. So it's a dollar if you say sorry, and you don't even have to say the word sorry. It, you can apologize in some form, and that's a Dick dollar me. fine. And uh, don't worry, I'm keeping track of them all. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the bookkeeper. But I don't know Shallow with you, uh, Yes. Why, why did you apologize? 
Mustang Sally. L. Um, Skyline. Skyline. Yeah, I was in. I was ADDing. You were trying to tell tales of Skyline, but they they played Mustang Sally there. No, we would go there every Friday, and mm-hmm. towards the end, this girl would show up all by herself, pretty good looking, oh, yeah. and sit at the bar by herself at Sky oh my gosh. Skydive. You know, the guys that sit at that bar are like norm and worse. Yeah, right. You know, uh, and then they're we not, found out they're not driving around in a in a Tesla outside going to their jet. The... No, they just got off their UPS truck. They drove around all day in their uh, UPS clothes. Right. The oh my gosh. Um, we found out she drove a black Mustang, so we called her Mustang. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that song because it was like a very convenient nickname. Uh, oh yeah, but right. I get it. It's like when someone sings that song in one of the music competitions. I'm like, you're not showcasing any talent singing Mustang Sally. No, it's Anybody like an okay song. You just scream it, it. It's like a good song in its own, but the fact that it has like this longevity, yes, it's crazy. By the way, there was these uh, older cougars, and I I say cougar loosely. I think they were like pushing sixty. Uh, these two Ooh. women at Pocos. One had black hair, one had blonde hair. And they'd always leave with different, like, guys. And I mean guys, like, bottom of the barrel, like... Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm dr- and we called them the White Widow and the Black Widow. And one time, <sighs> Scardi left with the White Widow. And I'm talking, oh my I'm gosh. talking like, 2002. If, if, if any relative of Scardi's listening, this is, like, a long time ago. Of course. And I think, I think she, like, offended her. And she, like, slapped him, and he went back in. He's like, fucking bitch. Like, even, even, oh. even like, Biscardi, who's a pretty charming guy, was just like fuck this. It was like the worst, but they had this reputation. They were like these spiders. They would hang out. And they would like sit in the corner waiting to like grab a prey. It was awful. Oh, did you ever interact with them? Like, like uh, I've by accident where plenty. you're, you know, within like three to four feet of them, and they snatch you with their medusa eyes. They, they've tried. Talk. Oh yeah, there were oh many attempts. And uh, I always, I always did my, I always broke the ice by doing the best bar move ever is you pick like a pretty girl in the bar and you have the bartenders bring her over a water and say this is a, a water with ice and a straw and go this is from the, this is compliments of the gentleman over there and as they look over you raise your glass and be like from me and then they realize it's just fucking water <laughs> because it's going to go one of two ways one they're going to laugh and it's a great icebreaker without being cheesy Wow. Or two they don't care and you're out zero dollars because it's just the water it's the ultimate fail-safe bar move from the gentleman over and you have to get the bartender in hey i'll give you five bucks very politely be like from the gentleman over there and point over so when the eyes turn the glass is raised and you do this the shitty wink it's gonna win like in your DiCaprio, your like uh, gatsby 100 percent gatsby right that's um, great um that's that's what i would i would break up the widows real quick word. terry fitzgibbons i threw out the idea oh of yeah let's get him on the podcast um, <laughs> he's a he's, good dude. He's he's. Uh, I'm guessing this is a joke, based on what I, how I remember. He's him. in Syria. Remember his dad. His dad was really funny. Um, yeah, right. Good guy. He said, "Good to see Betty and Jeff on the book." I responded, "As far as I'm concerned, anyone over fifty should need to leave Facebook." And then he said. Or I said, hey, man, are you interested in joining the, sh- the podcast tonight? He said, sorry I missed you. I was down in Philly being a tour guide for my mother-in-law's friend from London, 
Then we did three hours of Chinatown karaoke, rent your own room place. Dick me! You think he's that? kidding? Like he's fucking with oh me? Oh my gosh. Like I said people over 50 shouldn't be on social media. I don't know about that. Or is that, that sounds... just Terry being Terry? I don't see. I don't know Terry like you do. I I All maybe right. hung out with Terry like twice alone with him, like as a kid. He was more of a friend of a friend. Right. Like I was invited to the sleepovers. I we watched Strange Brew in the basement and hung out and played wiffle ball and all that, but I never really hung out with him one-on-one like you did. You guys live pretty close. Yeah, I could ride my bike to his home. Right. Yeah. I've always liked him. I just never... Mm-hmm. Like, him and Bill Gannon, mm-hmm. those two guys I uh, you know, hung out with, with a bunch of people, but I never like one-on-one hung out. Right. I was more of a John Hass, a Dan Carr guy. Oh, Dan Carr. He was great. I he just remember great. His brother... Mm, Luke. No... Something else. But uh, I thought Luke was his brother. I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. I'm talking about grade school friends. So what if after yeah, uh, what if what else after Mustang Sally? All right, we'll wrap this. We'll wrap, we'll wrap this up. Um, any ZZ Top song overrated? If you listen to Lagrange, which is their biggest hit, I'm serious, listeners. The song that you all know that starts off with how, how, how there's maybe there's maybe four lines of lyrics in that. And the rest is just bad music. It's like, oh, come down to Sam where the girls are fine. And then there's no more lyrics for two minutes and the song ends. There's no chorus. There's no bridge. It's just like a I'm serious. Listen to LaGrange. It's a very overrated song. I thought there was like something about God. Maybe very early, but after after a minute, it stops with the lyrics, and it's like three minutes of, of a bad guitar solo, and the song just ends. It's a catchy hook, but it, it should have been it should have been an opening for a better bridge. I think the Sandlot made that song famous, way bigger than it ever was when it first came out. Oh, yeah, good call. ZZ Top, I think, is almost as goofy or maybe goofier than Kiss. Yes. Yes. Kiss, I feel, is an overrated, one of the most overrated bands. I feel like their songs are not as overrated because they're not played as much. You don't really hear Kiss a lot. You don't hear Kiss played at weddings. They're not really all over the place. But the people that are like, Kiss is the best. I don't know That's what like, hole you've been living in. There's a lot of better music than Kiss. I think, and their music doesn't match their image. No. Here's ah. Kiss in a nutshell. What we are Satan's army. Roll. We are the death army. We are Kiss. We are from the devil. We are going to rock out. We are good. One, two, three, four. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Um, very lame. Another song. Another song on the list is Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed. To me, just not an enjoyable song. Take a walk on the wild side. You still hear it on the radio. I, I just I just don't feel like that is, that the is a great song. And all the pretty girls say do Yes. 
You're like your fan. Yeah, that part's okay. And I, I haven't, you know, heard that song too much. That's a song where one part sounds different than the other. Like, you know, like you could cast it on the radio and not remember that it's the same song and skip it. And so I rarely fall upon it. But when I, I do, I get kind of uh, you know, a little tingly. I buy your roast beef. The splash of grave. Um, the last song on the list is a song, Jonathan, and I'm I'm excited to get your um. Your latkes. <laughs> fucking great. That was great latkes. I'm excited to get your your Shabbat dinner on this. Happy Passover, Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, Happy Passover slash Good Friday in my house. Happy Good Passover. Happy good Passover. Good I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get your, your chala on this. Is the... Um, I'm excited for your glazed carrots. I'm, I'm really I'm anticipating your crepes on this. Your crepes. Crepes. Your dates. Uh, this song, I do not feel, is overrated. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. But on every list of overrated songs, this song is on. And that is Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. I think it's a great song. I think it's beautiful. I think it's perfect. I don't think it's overrated at all, but people say on every list it's the most overrated song. Maybe I'm just wrong. No. Maybe the first time. Listen, I am Great. and have been a staunch, whatever that word means, Katie uses <laughs> no, you, it. You are a staunch, staunch Republican. Debauch. No, I'm not a staunch Republican. I am a staunch. I know, I just feel like um, they use that whenever time to say it. Believer that Led Zeppelin is just not good. I don't like them. I don't like their whiny sound. Oh, yes. I just don't care about them. Maybe I listened to too much before I got to them as in that era and even before that era that I just didn't really find them influential to me. Um, right. But I still think Stairway to Heaven is one of the best songs of all time. I think it's in my top ten. I, I'm not even gonna comment on that. You just took the word right out of my penis. I, I feel oh like Led gosh. Zeppelin's overrated. The no No, it, it's it's too much. They were around for like too long. Jimmy by like Page, late 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 seventies. They were still like but that song is beautiful that song came out in 67 it's a it's a great song it's beautiful. Like eight minutes long yeah yeah I don't it's know a long what it's about but uh i he uh robert plant yeah he he like raps in part of it almost you know yeah once the he, he's like uh, good, he kind he, of raps he raps down the road. get a So, uh, I guess we're, 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 we're about the we're over the halfway mark. I think it might be a, a sliceable time if your lordship agrees and uh, delegates the situation. Take a break, hear from some of our sponsors, and then get some more icy clips in here. We saw what.
Turn, Skype-like, and Gripe-less after this. Uh, this series, how do I put it politically correct? No Why need to do, do that, that here. No need yeah. to check yourself on this show. Yeah. You're amongst beasts and birds. Okay, so the cast is mostly American, <laughs> American <laughs> and. Oh, hey! Dad, I want to know. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Kamala's theme song really is, and we've talked about this before, the best return to show uh, welcome back music there is. I mean, mm -hmm. it sounds like it's engineered for radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's ambiguously copyright free. Right. It's still catchy. Yeah. It's just like a tribal drum circle, probably. Isn't it, isn't it funny when you see, when you see, you can't see anything on the radio. It's audio. But when you hear, when you listen to the, some radio shows, podcasts, and the theme, the, the welcome, the entrance music coming back, the turn music is the antithesis of what the show stands for. Like, AM radio does this a lot. They'll have like a boring talk show where it's like, and another nude is the Republicans, and then the the music coming back is like taking care of business. Or it, Rush Limbaugh did that. His thing was like, y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. And you're like, no, no, there is nothing popping and exciting about this show. Like Michael that makes Savage. Ready. It's like dun, let's dun, get retarded. Yeah, let's get retarded in here. It, no, is that his theme song? It's. I think it's Black Eyed Peas. It's not that. I mean, song. you are getting you are getting retarded with that show. That's true. That's true. But Very the accurate. Oh my but gosh. the dancing part of it. No, it's, it's it's funny. It would be like our theme song being, you know, Chopin or Schubert, you know, Adagio and G, where it's like. Or if we started every show off with like Mariah Carey. Yeah. Butterfly. Butterfly. I like yeah. signing people up uh, karaoke without their knowledge to Mariah Carey's Butterfly. I mean, they're not going to do it. But when they're like, next we have Mike with Mariah Carey's Butterfly. Mike Agnew. And they're like, I, Mike, you picked it? What? No, I didn't pick it. And then you have to watch them decline it. I would be happy. Mike, happy. What's your policy on karaoke, John? Are you, are you a it's spelled so weird. Are you a are you a K-Roke man? Do you K-Roke when you're down there in the, the bark of outside of the bark of paper? K-Roke. Um You a karaoke man? I, I admit I would love to do it more. I just don't. I, I feel like I'm never in a situation where there's like live karaoke, but I would always do Sammy Davis Jr. the Candyman. There's two I times like I killed that. The Candyman. That's my go to in karaoke. It's Candyman. Who can take the sunrise? Okay. Sprinkle it with dew. Cover it with chocolate or a miracle or two. The Candyman. Because I can hit the notes, and I feel like it's a fun song that you can like dance around to. But when someone's like, next is Larry with Bush's Machine Head. Breathe in, breathe out. You're like, oh, man, who told this guy he was good? What's your, 
what's your what's your salt and pepper on that on that shenan? Usually, I don't do karaoke. Karaoke, although I know I'm good at it. This is gonna sound yeah. so so humble, but oh, you're great. I've only done it twice, and both times I destroyed. But Ooh. I still am like a little weird about it, and almost have to be like super drunk, and I have to think of the best song to do. And yeah. the two times Tough. I did it, I had a. I had a chick with me, a friend. Um, this is like when I first moved to Florida and I was on a softball team. And I was at a bar and it was karaoke and we went up there and did My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, we yeah, right. But it was, it's Fergie and Will I Am. So we were going back and forth and it was really good. Um, yeah, the, I could, I could, I could see that. Duets are good, like nothing but a G thing or something you can always pull off. Right. Was the other time when you were down there for, was it your bachelor party or one of your friends in the Keys? You guys were at the bar? Oh, my gosh. Maybe two years ago? Was that another character? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't even really remember it. I kind of was like blacked out while it was happening and nice. kind of came out of the blackout and realized while I was on stage. I I talked about this on the show before. And yeah, just, that's I stopped. The best. I stopped mid-song. I was like, "Yeah, all right. The uh, crowd has had enough." End you know? of interview. Yeah, uh, that was in Key West at Irish Kevin's. They pulled me oh, up great on place. stage. They poured fucking rum down my throat, and then they asked me what my favorite song is. I said, "Sympathy for the Dick," and I sang a couple, nice. couple bars, and then I got the fuck out of it. And then nice. I was banned from every bar in the entire Duval Street. They forgot. They forgot Duval. I was wearing a purple golf shirt, and they remembered, and they told everybody. The purple golf shirt? No. no. Nope. Did Did you watch? What was the second karaoke song that you killed at? It was sympathy for the dick. I remember my humps and. No, my humps. My humps. My humps. I'm drawing a blank, man. I can't remember. I gotta ask Elena. It's funny. We saw her at the. Uh, the pediatrician the other day with her daughter. Oh, nice. Oh, you're right. That's, that's fine. It's not like the supermarket anymore. It's the pediatrician. <laughs> yeah, we're still friends. She was, we worked with her, both of us. That's funny. Sixers I bet... crushing the Hawks right now, by the way, 99 to 80. Wow. Uh... That's, a, that's, a, that's a lopsided score. That's a lopsided yeah. thing. Hey, did you, you've been watching a lot of MLB today and yesterday, right? Yesterday, I watched every pitch of the Cubs-Marlins game. And now... Sports of John, 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 John. Sports of John, Sports of John, Sports of John, Sports of John. Sports of John, Sports of John. And after the first inning, oh, right. it was three nothing Cubs. It was such a fun game, and it ended like nine to five. That was the final who, score. Cubs who hit the home run? His name is Hap. Don't know his first name. Justin. I'm gonna guess that. Can we get an intern to check it? Thank you. Yeah. Stop blowing me and go look up your computer. He's new. He doesn't. He'll, he'll find out he's gay next week. Just pick the pubes out and just don't smile with. Oh, I love teeth. that shirt you're wearing, man. Oh yeah, dude. The uh, the heat. Uh, city. Oh shit! And then that is dope. I gotta buy one tonight. John has a Nike, Miami Heat shirt on of uh, Dwayne Wade, but the 
letters are hot pink. It, it's awesome. So and every that team is a dope shirt. has an alternate uniform that reflects their city. Uh, the Sixers, really? the Sixers uniforms. Uh, <laughs> it's bullet wounds and they, yeah, it, dude, no, it, the color is like. Uh, Declaration of Independence parchment paper, like that off-white, like that. It's almost like tan. Yeah. And the script is like how the Declaration was written. It says Sixers. That's awesome. Pretty sweet. But the heat. Because yours is like Miami, Miami Vice. Vice. Yeah. It's so that awesome. That is so dope. I want them to change their uniforms to this because this is what it looks like. They're white. I have a question about your your. Uh, you have shirt. a lot of good sports shirts. I've noticed. Uh, do you do you buy them online or do you actually go somewhere and you see them and, you're, and you know you're like I'm gonna pick one up or do you just get them online because uh, you have a lot you have an extensive impressive salacious and egregious uh, assortment of clothes they're not egregious they're awesome do you buy them online are you an online man are you a honky tonk online man are you a, a www dot I'm gonna buy something here here's my credit card and the three digit code man are you a uh, Oh, I'm on eBay, but there's other options. I'm on Amazon now. I'm on money basis, kind of man. Do you like to uh, click on baits of sponsored ads on Facebook and then uh, donate some money to get uh, return goods, negotiable instrument? I'll shut the fuck up now. How do you get them? I would say 50% of them are gifts that I know uh, someone's going to ask me what I want for X holiday. Since now I celebrate, like, it seems like three times the amount that I did before. And I oh, always I... tell them some sort of T-shirt or some sort of uh, <laughs> shorts. Oh, I, I love them. I think, I think they're great. <laughs> by the way, I was buying clothes the other day online. I had to get, like, some pants. And your address was, like, checked off by default. You were this close to getting a pair of just, like, dress pants. Oh. But it would have been so weird if I didn't pick nice. up on that. If you're, like... Because they're, they're clearly like maybe like not your size or like what what is he doing? Like how ridiculous would be if I was like Matt sent you some nice slacks? I would have you know dude, they're, they're, I would not so have ridiculous. second guessed it. I would have taken a picture, posted it on Instagram. Because <laughs> oh, I would like, start doing that. Now. Thanks for the new pants, Clark. I actually do need like new dress clothes because no, okay. I never ask for them. Neither do I. And I, I was like, I haven't got new pants in years. And you know, my I dad and mom. Do you need That's clothes or anything? I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm always good because I don't want to talk about clothes. Nope. And I, I need them. Boy. So I was like, I'm just going to get some pants. And I, they were this close to being accidentally shipped to you. I'm like, what if John just got like pants? Like, what kind of weirdo would it be? But now I want to start doing that. Uh, like, here's like some undershirts. <laughs> and here's some boxers. Here's some socks. Here's like a pair of nice dress shoes. Here's some penny loafers. Are you boxers or briefs or no underwear? Boxers. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, never briefs. I, the closest I'll go are the. Uh, I'll, I'll do the briefs sometimes. They, they're a little constricting. I like I like room for my boys. I like I, them to breathe. I haven't worn underwear since I think I moved to Florida. You don't? Oh, you're, you're commando just, all the way. It's just too hot. Yeah, I get that. It is hot there. Anytime I check the weather app, I have Boynton Beach, L.A., and Shelfont weather. Yeah. You guys are always 20 degrees higher. It's like uh, yeah. Shelfont, 46. Boy, L.A., 62. Boynton Beach, 86. It's hot all the time there, you which got, is good. Uh, are you got? Here, I'll you tell you what it is right now. Below the equator. No, we're not. Ah, see, we're below that shit. Yeah, see, you, you guys are. We're like temperate. frying. Here it is. Oh, actually, L.A. and Boynton Beach are both seventy-four right now. Interesting trade. 
and and shelf on is 44 but usually you guys are, are hotter so i get the no underwear well at night it changes right so like i get used to no underwear and then at any moment when i try to go underwear again oh my gosh it's like i'm wearing a diaper <laughs> yes oh my gosh oh, too that, bunchy and like oh that's an where's awful my dick and you know you know what else yeah where's my dick what is this why do i feel like a grown man and diapers are good to cut down on, you know, to increase productivity, to save on bathroom trips. You just oh. go at desk. Oh, terrible. It, it, you know yeah, what's... but then you're still sitting there with a wet diaper. No, not doing it. There's really no... I love like... how we're negotiating this. Right. But, it's you know, gro- I have considered it. I'm like, how can babies even enjoy this if it's wet? Right. They're used... It's touching them already. It's... And then you got to be changed by an intern. They're <laughs> like, what the fuck is this, Stallone? No, you know what else is uncomfortable Stop. is... For, for me, is the dress shirt tucked into the khakis because it still comes like undone at certain parts and you're like tucking it back in. And I I never have the right – like I never buy expensive dress shirts that like no. fit right. So right. mine yeah, same are, are always for a man that's like a much wider uh, torso than me. Yeah, so yeah you're like tucking it in jelly rolls. It like puffs out and it yes. makes me look square. Yeah, I, I and like that shit. And diabetic or something. It's weird. I do the same thing. I don't Spend like it. fortune not to look diabetic. You know what I'm really, and this is cutting edge radio, I know. I don't mean to drill sports with John, but I got to promote this. Dick me! That's a fine. Yep. Tell me down. I'll, that, congratulations. Uh, my pet, damn it. Humane Society. You just got another buck. The, um, I, I, I'm very, an- this is very weird, but in the last two years, I'm very anti-socks. I will, I would go sandals, all day long. Hmm. I do not like socks. I just they're constricting, they're sweaty. I do not like things on my feet. It's like a it's like a phobia at this point. I hate wearing shoes. I went through this. <laughs> you you've been through this 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 phobia? I won't, I went through this phobia in like a real at a, at a very young age, early teens, I guess. Uh, where I hated wearing socks, and I was always worried there was something in my sock, like a pebble or a, yes, you know, a toenail. Yeah, yeah. What's in there? A fingertip. Yeah, it's like a ball sock, ball sack, and your feet are the balls. It, it's just not what I want on my feet. Right. And then I moved here, and I despised having socks on. Right. I only wore flip flops. Yeah, you're a Jimmy Buffett man. Then I had a dog. And randomly, I would have to run outside and take it, and I would have to run up and down steps because the elevator took too long, and running up and down steps and flip-flops is kind of a bitch. So I ended yeah. up just getting used to having ankleless, ankle-less right, I love sports them. socks. On yeah, I have a pair, too. I got a pair from the gym. They're like the uh, synthetic ankleless. They're They're good. Like they have like uh, yeah. grip, they have grip to them. Yeah, you know, there's like they grip on them. your loins. Yes, they certainly uh, the balls and the detain. Arches. They detain your 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 flat feet, your arches, your bows, and your string nails. String string nails. You better watch your mouth. You get ho he hoed right in the silver. Oh yeah, sports with John. You're writing down a fine right now. You're like a cop writing a ticket. It's for the show. Um, So Sixers win. Hawks 101-91. The spread was eight. I bet on them, so thanks. Uh, Over in Oklahoma City, Denver 
down 86.92. Currently? Oklahoma City is down 86.92 currently in OKC. Uh, Currently. At the end of the third, the Cavs have a one-point lead over the Pelicans, 80-79. And Houston losing to Phoenix, 81-89, with 7.41 to go in the fourth. Wow. The the Suns are like the worst team in the league, and the Rockets, I think, have the best record. And the Rockets are losing by seven or eight, and uh, make that six. So, never mind. Here they go. They're going to come back and win. Uh, The Bulls have defeated the Magic, 90-82, as the Grizzlies trail the Jazz, 41-35 in Utah. The Mavs have a four-point lead over the Timby Wolves, 50-46. Dallas does? Yes, the Mavericks. Dallas has over uh, the the Mins. The Losers Tournament, the NIT, winner... Penn State University. We are the best of the losers. The losers bracket. We are the best of the losers. So, did you watch the Phillies game yesterday? I watched clips of it. I had to work, but I had it on a feed, and I watched what I could. You know, it just felt so good to say, over to baseball. It does. It really does. It's 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 been a dick minute. And, uh... It's okay. Eight, five points. They got a young team. They got young guys out there. I like their pitching uh, lineup. And I like their uh, bullpen. We're following maybe one of the best. Well, two in a row now. Two yes. World Series yep. that have gone seven games and have been crazy. Yep. So great. Oh, it's Saint. Oh, movie-like. Remember Cinematic. Game, game six, I think, was like the greatest game ever. Uh, it was sun- Sunday night. Yeah, and it was the year before, like six hours long. Yes, and the year before, Game Seven went into extra innings. That was incredible. Indians Cubs. So, and baseball, I think this is a trend you're going to see. I think it's going to be home runs, strikeouts. It's going to be awesome That's pitching or awesome hitting. Baseball's exciting again. I mean, not that I ever thought that it wasn't exciting, but it's it's amped up. It's it's game. It's 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 paprik. Phillies had a five to nothing lead. <laughs> And they blew it. Plays over the bullshit. Aaron Nola left with zero runs, let up one walk and like five strikeouts and five and one third inning. They took him out because they're idiots. And the Braves came back yeah. and won. Oh, shit. Yeah, wet behind the ears with that call. Right. That was like a rookie mistake. That was a rookie mistake. This and I feel like coach. a lot of times uh, early in the season, maybe not a lot, maybe that's unfair, but a lot of times in the season, very early on, you see these uh, pre-ejaculation calls of well, pull him out. You know, you got to, I think I feel I'm not a fucking manager, but let him oh breathe gosh. a little bit. Let's let this guy in the uncomfortable situation do the opposite right now. So later on in the season, you can be like, no, we've tested, tried and true early on. This pitcher should be pulled when he's fucking up or, you know, he can, he can redeem himself, put him in. I feel like they jumped the gun too early on in a lot of cases. It's a bold statement. It's early, but, uh, I feel like you need to be bolder early in the season and test the ballroom out of these guys so you, you make the right calls when shit gets important in late May or late June, I mean. You know what I mean? It's opening day. Aaron yeah. Nola is a franchise pitcher, and you pull him 
after not letting up a run in the right. fifth inning on opening day. Stupid call. That's a rookie mistake right there. But they are in Atlanta. John and I were on the Levitard show the other day talking about this. No, we, I mean, we weren't. But if we were, we would have said the same call because you're in Atlanta opening day, and why, why pull at that point? Give it another inning at least. It's a foolish I don't move, get it. really. It's Stupid it's kind move. of a – what do I know? I, I, I don't know, but to me that's it. it's a little dumb. Dumb. Scores from around the league currently, Matt. <laughs> oh, I like to feel scores from around the league. I'm a, I'm a gnome. The final, the final in Cincinnati, the Nationals, 2 nothing. The fucking Nationals. Over the Reds. Final in 13 innings in Detroit, the Pirates beat the Tigers 13-10. to Yarr! That must have been a barn burner. How about the White Sox on opening day, Mateusz? Oh, White Sox. Speaking of the Sox... Your cap, your socks caps, are one to be jealous over. You have quite the collection, quite the stocky stock sock caps. Stocky stock and duck and duck, duck and duck, duck and duck. I love the uh, black one and the one that you gave me. Oh, the throwback! But if I put the one that you gave me up, I would have to move. Yeah, it messes up the rotation. Right. It was actually because a thoughtless gift. I wonder if you right. get hats and you think it's a thoughtless gift because you know you have to do rearrangement work, like like on the outside. Oh, thanks for this this spring training cap of the Pirates. I like this. But in your mind, you're like, no, I gotta fucking turn the whole rotation around. Like, I wonder if that bothers you because you're like, no, no, let me deal with the caps. I got it. Right. Well, that was one thing because it was like, for a couple holidays or birthdays in a row I was given hats as presents and I'm like well you're kind of ruining my hobby because <laughs> the whole joy is waiting to put the money aside and be like okay I can buy a freaking hat that I'm just going to hang on a wall right you know not as bad as the, the guy that sees you wearing a cap and goes oh oh you're, you're a Diamondbacks fan no I'm, I just like baseball I like sports so you're saying that they were better with Schilling than my Reds socks were when they had. Rem- no, I, I just like clothes and the hat. I don't have. I'm also wearing Ralph uh, Tommy Hilfiger. I'm not against homosexuals or whatever his thing was. Black people. Speaking of Arizona, zero zero versus the Rockies in the first. There with a the man on Houston, one to three in Texas in the top of the sixth. Uh. As mentioned earlier, the Phillies in the middle of the seventh have a one-run lead over the Braves in Atlanta, four to three. At the end of the end of the ninth, the Red Sox beat the Rays one nothing. Ooh, wow! This is interesting. The Marlins played the Cubs on opening day. It was the first pitch of opening day, and that first pitch was hit out of the park—a home run. Amazing in Marlins Stadium, whatever it's called, Marlins Park. Uh, it, it's Marlins just Park, so great. It, is? It, it was Marlins ballpark, whatever. That's fucking team. Yeah. They got rid of all their good players. And, and they cut down on money. And they cut down, right. The first pitch home run by the Cubs. So that was great. Uh, we talked about Yeah, what that does that earlier. say? Right yeah, now it's one to one, top of the ninth. Ooh, we're going to slice on that ginger after the show. It'll be over. Ooh, in the oh my gosh. Of the ninth in Toronto with one on 
Now it says three outs. Okay, so that game is over again. These games keep posting as end of the ninth. The Yankees beat the Blue Jays 4-2. to two. Did you see Giancarlo Stanton? No, I read the the threads First step on ESPN, but tearing it up. Home run, and then he hit another one. What does that tell you? Two home Yankees runs. Are ba- Yankees are back, baby. Yankees are another back. dynasty is being born. Oh, my gosh. All the threads of that bread sandwich being baked last season, and now we're seeing it come to a yeast, a healthy yeast, a bloated yeast. Sister Jean packs news conference <laughs> before Loyola Chicago's final. Why is she game. relevant? You know what, Sister Jean? God bless her. Eh, you know, whatever. Happy Good Friday. Um, she doesn't want to uh, shape momentum. I think to myself, oh my, don't let it go to your head, she said. I haven't done that, nor has the team. The team, those young men, are very humble. She's 98 years old. God bless her. That is no joke. I am not kidding. That's awesome. She is literally 98 years old. Unbelievable. So the final four is set Saturday night, 6.09 p.m. It kicks off tomorrow. Uh, Loyola Chicago versus the Wolverines of Michigan. And then at 8.49, the Jayhawks of Kansas will do battle with the Wildcats of Villanova. Ooh, regular. A regular. Go into the car to get some out of the trunk and you can't take it with me. A second hot dogger. Ooh, regular. These balloons are too heavy. Can you hold one for me? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. This balloon is too heavy. Can you hold one for me? <laughs> That's amazing. If you punch a bone. Oh, my gosh. That's almost as good as Tom Fullery of the highest malarkey. Twitter. Do we care? Smoke that shit and blaze it down your lungs, motherfuckers. You're getting high as a bagel tonight. The teams during this NFL offseason with the best grades. Yeah, I do because I know what happened with Foles today, and I was actually hoping you would talk about this. What are you talking about? Yes, I'm very, very curious. Oh, Foles is back. He's going to be another year with the Eagles at least. They, they, he's, he's not going anywhere. I think what I saw... I didn't oh, no. know if I was being trolled or what, but I saw, and I don't even know if it was like a, an article, a headline, a text, a Facebook <laughs> a message, a, you know, a comment on someone's wall. I don't know where the fuck I saw it, but it said like Foles to stay with team at least to mid-season trade deadline. So, Oh, shit. I didn't see that. Once Wednesday's up and rolling, maybe Foles will be worth billions. Don't you think Foles deserves it to go to be a, a starting quarterback on any team he wants? We all want him in Philly, but the guy just won the Super Bowl. If he's going to be second string, something not right with that ginger. Unless he's I'm, ta- okay. I'm talking as a player, not as a an eagle. Yeah, I'll pay him whatever he wants, keep him on. But as a player, you just won the Super Bowl. I think if I should was should be starting next year. God, it is such a tough thing because who knows what he's worth? Because you know that's really like impossible to figure out. Um, I wish there was an internet. But anyway, I don't think he has that much money tucked away. Imagine how much he could. Or he could stay with a team that, like, they paid loves, him. Loves million. him. Hmm, right. $7 million, not bad. Which is standard for a second string for a year. $7 million a year. Right. It's a standard uh, 
contract clause. I, I hope he stays. We need him. If Wentz, God forbid, knock on wood, you know, gets hurt, you want Nick Foles there. It's a safe bet. And, you know, Nick Foles— When can or, you say that? Carson Wentz injured his leg late in the season. It was like right. week 12 or something. Yeah, it was December, like, second week in December. Rams, last games. And— you know, right. Who knows when he's going to be ready to go? Foles may have to be quarterback for like the first half of the season. That's true. I wonder if there's any word on on uh, on Carson Wentz and if you know there's like a he should be playing by August or something if they Can't even have a, me, a date. Right. Yeah, it, it but I don't think lucky. they do. I think he's he's still in, in re you know the rehabilitation phase. Yeah. Um. He threw up Wouldn't that it day. suck if Foles like starts the first half of the season and just sucks and like yeah. just total uh, that'd be Super Bowl hangover and then like Wentz comes back and like nobody wants Foles? Oh, that would be rough. That would be. I'll be honest with tingly. you though. To be perfect, to put my dick on a plate, no matter how good or bad the Eagles play this year, I don't care. The fact that they won the Super Bowl, that's going to carry me for years to come. I, I totally agree. I don't think whatever Foles does will affect anything. Like, he'll be loved forever. It would just be shitty. Agree. It would, be no, shitty definitely. Because those drunk fans, no matter what, you know, if if we're getting crushed again and it's like our fifth yeah, loss right. in a row and Foles yeah. is running off the field and the fans are going to boo. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be very shitty. Yeah. It would be good. Like a Corrado surprise. Hmm. He signed with the Eagles for two years for 11 mil. He got 300000 for the uh, Super Bowl win. God, you would think it would have been way more. Yeah, that seems a little low. Yeah, it's like, well, it's probably not going to happen. And that. Oh. Right. Get me a beer. <sighs> Let me fucking sing. It's just. This feels so good when you joke. Thank you so much for doing this early show. That like helps out big time. I want to do it more. I'm I, I'm gonna try to make adjustments to do earlier shows. I hope so. But uh, you know, I know how it is. It's, uh, it's a different time zone. Nothing we <laughs> can do about it. We're we're trying to pass legislation to bring the time up to speed with. Uh, Atlantic, Atlantic, Eastern Time. Atlantic Time. What's on the docket tonight, Jonathan? What's on the menu for your television viewing pleasures? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like wide open. I've been just, Ooh, hold down. I've just been binging The Office lately, just because it's feel good. It's funny. Oh, the, the the English version or the U.S. U.S. Of course, uh, the English version is unwatchable. Yeah, it's really slow and small and short. Right? Overrated. Fun, won an Emmy. Not that great. They, they English just, English humor is a different baseball game. Oh, it's sometimes it is funnier, and sometimes it's just really irritating. Right. But it's fun. It's cool to watch this show try to do the dance without Steve Carell. Like do all the stuff that they did right. to make the show good because it was still good after he left. It wasn't as yeah. good. But it was still really, re- oh, they, a really, really good show. They held their dick. Yeah. 
That's a good. That's a good. It's a viable choice. They supported the shaft. They did certainly uphold the schlongs, the 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 Pedro, the meat and two uh, grapes. The saber. This is a great show, man. We can slice tonight in the W column if you want. I, I felt very good. We got this off of our uh, our braziers. You know, it's, it's funny. Beyond. People always ask. Um, What's the difference between the podcast, so the New York Minute, Classy Brassy, History Hour, Nerd 35? Well, there's also a, a proper Nerd 35, and that is a completely different show than just a regular old Nerd 35. A proper Nerd 35 is only you and only I. Oh, yes, a proper nerd. Talking about nothing. I love it, and it works every time. Like comedians in cars getting coffee, or season four of Seinfeld. No matter what the topic is, it's fun, salacious, and you're entertained. Oh, for the love of God, John, I, I'm, I'm go. Uh, please tell me. Oh, McGuire. Oh, McGuire. <laughs> John is holding up a Phillies Mike Schmidt baseball card from Tops and a Oakland Athletics Mark McGuire card. What is that from '93? That McGuire card? No, '89. Dwight Good, ah, oh, Dwight Good, and by the way, now that baseball's back. I think we need to start bringing back the baseball Mets. Oh, wow! All right, absolutely, we will do that next show. Let's start. Let's put it on the docket. Roulette. Put Slice it on the dossier. Write it down. Jackie. Baseball roulette is so good. For return. Before I we leave, I'll give we you... kind of like retire that after the season. Yeah, we kind of retired it. If you're not familiar with it, Baseball Roulette is where John Jack and I will take a random baseball card out of our collection, show it Jack to the other me. person, and we will describe what that baseball player would be if they were not a baseball player. So, example, you have yeah. a guy like Greg Gross. What he Gross. looks just, like. What he looks like. He looks like if a guy that's a working. Player. Right. And it's a, great, it's a great segment, so I think we should bring it back. What were their occupation? What do they look like if they weren't a baseball player? What type of person do they look like they're their job would be like Mike Schmidt looks like a police chief, like a, a traffic. Yes. Cop. Easily a traffic. Oh, cop. 100%. <laughs> Schmidt is the guy. If he weren't a baseball player, he'd be like, you know how fast you were going back there? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, can you let me off? No, I'll, I'll give you a ticket, but no points. Yeah. I really don't care about points. I really care about the ticket. Now points don't really matter to me unless I lose my license, which um, two well, points won't do. Actually, how many uh, how many are in that? How many left in that six pack? Uh, five. Nicole. Yeah, yeah. All right, give them to me and get the fuck out of here. That would be Schmidt. That would be Schmidt. Get the fuck out. Take take the beer. And just let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to Mike Schmidt, and you're hungry for maybe a Philly sub. You can eat us. It's kind of weird, a little crass. But want to talk to us on social media? You can tweet us. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. Snap us at nerd.35. Check us out on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. From the gentleman in charge of Miami Heat and their vacationing agreements with EMI and timeshares, Jonathan Ashinger, to the man in charge of crop dusting aisle four at Subway. There's no aisles in that place. Matthew Clark. What? Thank you so much for listening and tweeting us. Good night, everybody. McCombs. God speed. Don't even respect your ass. That's why it's time for the doctor to check your ass, nigga. Oh my gosh.
to be my ace. Now I wanna slap the taste out your mouth. Make it by down to the rope. Fucking me, now I'm fucking you, little hoe. Oh, don't think I forgot. Let you slide. Let me ride, just another homicide. Yeah, it's me, so I'ma talk on. Stomping on the easiest streets that you can walk on. So strap on your cock, then hatch your lopes, and watch your back, cause you might get smoked, low. And pass the bud, and stay low key, BG, cause you lost all your homies' love. Now call it what you want to. You fucked with me, now it's a must that I fuck with you. Wow, wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, doggy dogs in the motherfucking house. Wow, 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 yippee yo, yippee yay, death rose in the motherfucking house. Wow, 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 yippee yo, yippee yay, the sounds of a dog bring me to another day. Play with my bone, would you tell me? It seems like you're good for making jokes about your Jimmy. Well, here's the Jimmy joke about your mama that you might not like. I heard she was a Frisco dyke, but fuck your mama. I'm talking about you and me, toe-to-toe. Tim, M-U-T, your bark was loud, but your bite wasn't vicious. And the rhymes you were kicking were quite bootylicious. You get with Doggy Dog, oh, is he crazy? With your mama and your daddy hollering, baby. So what that lets you know? That if you fuck with Drake, nigga, you're fucking with death row. And I ain't even swinging them things. I'm hollering 187 with my dick in your mouth, bitch. Yeah, nigga, count your long beach together on this motherfucker. So you wanna pop that shit, get your motherfucking cranium crack, nigga. Step on up. Now, we ain't no motherfucking joke, so remember the name. Mighty, mighty DR. Yeah, motherfucker. Now understand this, my nigga Drake can't be touched. Luke's bending over. So Luke's getting fucked. Buster, Buster thought I was sleazy. I thought I was a mark, cause I used to hang with easy. Animosity made you speak yeah. what you spoke. Hey, yo, Drake. What up? Chip this nigga off, love. If it ain't another hoe that I got to fuck with, gap teeth in your mouth, so my dick's got to fit. With my nuts on your tonsils, while you're on stage rapping at your whack ass concert. And I'ma snatch your ass from the backside and show you how death row pull off that hoop ride. Now you might not understand me, cause I'm a Robbie and Compton and Blast you with Miami. Then we gon' freak to South Central on a street knowledge mission. As I steps in the temple, spotting Gotti. As I pulls out my strap, got my chrome to the side of his white socks. You tryna check my homie, you best check yourself. Cause when you diss Drake, you diss yourself. Motherfucker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 